0: This is Pop Health Week on Healthcare Now Radio. I'm Greg Masters, Managing Director of Health Innovation Media, the executive producer and co-host of the show. Joining me in the virtual studio is co-founder and principal co-host Fred Goldstein, president of Accountable Health, LLC. At Pop Health Week, we engage industry leadership and stakeholder voices spanning payer, provider, patient, vendor, and regulatory communities in population health best practices and strategy. Connect with us via www.popupstudio.productions or follow and direct message me on Twitter at Greg Masters MPH and that is Greg with two G's on today's episode. Our guest is Amelia Bedry, MHSA, Content Engineer and Policy Development Manager at the National Committee on Quality Assurance, also known as NCQA. Serving as subject matter expert for NCQA's health equity accreditation programs, Amelia leads the development cycle and maintenance of the core knowledge base of the healthcare industry and regulatory environment to enhance their standards and guidelines. She provides policy expertise to internal teams and external stakeholders, including the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, state Medicaid agencies, managed care organizations, and care so much, care and Welcome to Pop Week. Thank you so and much with for that having me. Fred, Fred, I'm
1: really happy to you. be here, and I'm looking forward to our discussion.
2: Yeah, thanks so much. It was really a pleasure to participate with you on the panel recently and discuss health equity and social terms of health. Why don't we start with you giving our audience a sense of who you are and your background?
1: Sure. So um, I am a content engineer working at the National Committee for Quality Assurance, better known as NCQA. And I've been here for over two years. And essentially what I focus on as a content engineer um, is really developing our standards focused on our accreditation programs. So that ranges from, you know, creating programs around addressing health equity. Um, how do we hold organizations accountable for addressing health equity, whether that's a health plan, a delivery system, or different practices. Um, but then we also have other accreditation products such as um, population health, um, credentialing, utilization management. So at NCQA, we really address a broad spectrum of sort of addressing quality within uh, the healthcare ecosystem. And, you know, I kind of sit within the space of accreditation, but we also have measures. We do um, kind of, you know, research, we put out white papers and we also have specific contracts and grants um, so you know, it's it's really a pleasure to be working at NCQA and getting a, a sense of where healthcare is going.
2: And how did you end up coming into NCQA? What were you doing before that?
1: Yeah, so um prior to NCQA, I was working um at Medstar Health, kind of doing some consulting work. So I've been in in healthcare, uh, in the healthcare space for a little while. Um, I was working on their community health needs assessment, so I've always been in the space of community health, and my interests have always lied in, in health equity and understanding the disparities that exist within one zip code, let alone, you know, across the United States, so um, I was working for MedStar Health doing their community health needs assessment um, and just getting experience, you know, in how a delivery system works and how, um you know, they are accountable for addressing health equity and allocating resources within such a large institution.
2: Fantastic. So you really came into this with NCQA to bring in that experience you had with community health, doing community health needs assessments, et cetera. And I mean, health equity is obviously a critical area. I've been through a number of NCQA surveys as a health plan, as an employee health improvement program, et cetera, fairly robust. Can you talk some about why NCQA said, hey, let's go in and start looking at health equity and and providing certifications in that area?
1: Sure. So, you know, NCQA has been committed to health equity since really, you know, the inception of the company, Um, but specifically in 2010, NCQA developed an accreditation program called the Multicultural Healthcare Distinction, which was really one of the first um, programs to address cultural competency, the collection of race and ethnicity data, and we know, you know, those are critical components to beginning to look At where disparities lie within populations. So that was really um, kind of the the introduction that NCQA had to addressing disparities through accreditation. And NCQA does standards, you know, um, you know, that's our bread and butter here. So kind of with the pandemic and really all of the disparities that have been brought to light from the pandemic that have that has existed for years and years on end. Um, And, you know, understanding the financial and and economic impacts that it's had on so many different communities and populations that's really put equity at the forefront um, on NCQA's strategy. And so we really thought internally about, okay, how do we you know, revamp what we have, how do we address equity through measurement? And that's what led to the creation of our health equity accreditation programs. So it's it's been a leadership initiative, but it's also been those in the organization that have been so passionate about this work that represent the populations that, you know, we're giving a voice to. And, you know, that's kind of been that's been the goal. And that's been the main driver of, you know, revamping what we have currently to meet market needs now. And also think about how do we hold um, organizations accountable in addressing health equity beyond what they're currently doing.
2: Mm -hmm. As you pointed out, obviously, COVID just sort of opened the wound. We knew it was there, it was out there, but that really exposed it to everybody. And more people definitely got interested in it. And it's great that that NCQA stepped in this space. What sort of things do you measure? What are you looking for in that approach?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, Fred. And, you know, that's been part of my role is really thinking about, you know, how, what are we actually measuring? What actually equates to a reduction in disparity? And part of that is collection of data. So really understanding, you know, who, who is the population? What's their background? You know, what are their cultural, what are their linguistic needs? Um, So kind of understanding that to begin with um, has been a really critical part of how we're developing standards for our health equity accreditation programs. And then from there, also looking at, okay, if you're a payer, um, and even if you're a provider, or delivery system, what are the practitioners within the network that, you know, reflect the population that you're serving? So ensuring that the patients and members have access to providers that, you know, reflect their cultural background, that can speak their language, you know, where they see themselves represented, understanding just the historical mistrust that, you know, many populations have in our healthcare system. Um, So those are, you know, really important components and also measuring, um, you know, how the organization that, for example, is coming through accreditation, how they are actually implementing actions, right? So once you've understood the population at hand, you get a sense of, you know, uh, the languages they speak, where they come from, um, and really looking at what are their needs, and then you can take a deeper dive into what are, what what does their health look like? And we know what a big part of outcomes are, are driven by are those social determinants of health. 80% of one's health is really determined by those social determinants of health. And, you know, where you live, your zip code, do you have education? Um, you know, do you have a job? Do you have a stable income? Those types of components as well, we assess to ensure that Um, Healthcare organizations are looking at those factors within the populations they serve and how they're developing plans and programs to really look at the person as a whole, not just within the four walls of a medical office.
2: Mm -hmm. And you have, as I understand it, there are two levels of certification now, the health equity accreditation and the health equity accreditation plus. What's the difference between those two levels?
1: Yeah, so we developed two levels for the purpose of understanding the journey and to really meet healthcare organizations where they are. So, starting with healthcare accreditation, or am sorry, health equity accreditation. Um, health equity accreditation is meant for organizations, you know, that are. Um, addressing health equity or are looking to formalize how they are addressing health equity within their organization, but it's really the first step, and that addresses the collection of demographic data, creating a program to address cultural and linguistic needs, and then looking at clinical measures to ensure, you know, where disparities exist across those clinical measures. And then the next step of that program is health equity accreditation plus, which takes a deeper dive into those social determinants of health. So looking at, you know, um, the zip code, the broader community of where members and patients reside, and really the systemic and kind of structural barriers behind why certain individuals have lower health outcomes as compared to others, because of, of where they live, because they don't have access to transportation. So the first layer is really looking at, you know, demographic needs um, and kind of clinical outcomes, while the second layer of the plus takes a deeper dive into why outcomes for certain groups are are lower and really evaluates those upstream systemic kind of barriers um, that, you know, many individuals face on a daily basis.
2: Mm-hmm. And you recently piloted the Health Equity Accreditation Plus, as I understand, with nine organizations. Who were some of those and what did you learn from that or how did that pilot go?
1: Yeah, so the pilot was a great experience at NCQA. We developed products, you know, with our customers in mind. Um, but prior to Health Equity Accreditation Plus and, and the pilot that we conducted for that program, the pilot we did for Health Equity Accreditation Plus, we conducted um, Kind of a convening with nine organizations, seven health plans, and two health systems, and working with those organizations in such a close manner was something that NCQA has previously not done before. So bringing on this pilot, you know, at the inception rather than after the fact has been a transformative process for NCQA. You know, typically when we develop uh, our products, whether that's our our HEDIS measures or accreditation products. We have a public comment period that we disseminate to, you know, the entire industry can comment. Um, we have committees of experts such as, you know, state representatives, those within health plans, um, and those subject matter experts. But doing this pilot, I think, has really um transformed the engagement that we have with our customers early on. So working with them. You know, these nine organizations volunteered, sight unseen, and, you know, some of them range from, um, the, the plans range from Elevance Health to United Healthcare, Malina um, Healthcare, so just different organizations, and, you know, you can take a look at those Um Uh, on our website where we list out those, uh, each of those organizations. But, you know, it was also great to work with the two health systems. And if you're unfamiliar with NCQA, our traditional accreditation customers are health plans. So NCQA and developing our health equity accreditation programs wanted to think about expanding beyond our customer base that we're familiar with, such as health plans. So we were really excited to work with the two health systems, Novant Health, um, located in the Carolinas, and then Hennepin Healthcare, um, located in Minnesota. So, you know, they really range from the diversity of members they serve, from where they are geographically located, all across the United States, Um, and, you know, we sort of gave them an initial draft of the standards and we gave them several weeks to operationalize on the standards and do a mock survey process really. So they would help us think through whether the standards at the time were feasible, whether they were surveyable. And from there, you know, we worked together across the period of over a year, you know, having, um, weekly touch bases uh with each of the nine organizations we also had group office hour sessions so all of the nine organizations could collaborate they could learn from one another you know they could and s- un- they could see and understand um their challenges and kind of their touch points across the organizations and you know um that really helped us to get to the state of you know the standards that we published and um you know, if, if it wasn't for the pilot, um, we wouldn't be able to conceptualize how do we build a program to address social determinants of health and really measure improvement within that, um, but also think about, you know, where the current industry is in addressing social determinants of health. You know, there is not a lot of industry kind of um, standardization around measure, measuring uh, social determinants of health. And kind of, you know, creating a glide path so organizations can prepare and, you know, have internal trainings, um, build their internal infrastructure and systems to support um, addressing social determinants of health, but also explain what is NCQA's intent and rationale in, you know, why we chose these, these standards and measures and kind of the end goal and leading up to the state that we hope to get to. Through these accreditation standards.
0: And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Pop Health Week on Healthcare Now Radio. Our guest is Amelia Bedry, MHSA, content engineer and policy development manager at NCQA.
2: And were each of the ones in the pilot, were they already accredited as a under the health equity accreditation one? Or did some of them come in just new without that
1: you know, I'll preface with saying there are 11 states that mandate either Medicaid or exchange health plans must achieve our health equity accreditation. So that's, you know, that's a huge driver from that mandate perspective. It was a mix. Some of the um, the plans were accredited um, previously with our multicultural healthcare care distinction. Um, but then, you know, the health systems, they did not have the previous accreditation, so um you know, all of the organizations had to come through survey for both programs at the same time. So it was definitely a great learning experience for the organizations and expressing how our programs help them turn health equity from a hot topic to a sustainable business practice and really formalizing. How health equity is addressed across their enterprise, understanding these are large organizations, um, you know, how staff can be aligned on the mission, um, and really how the accreditation and going through the survey process and, you know, preparing evidence for their survey allowed them to connect um, to other departments and really, you know, collaborate more formally and internally and kind of get the ball rolling on some initiatives that had already, you know, been kind of on the some initiatives that have already been a priority for the organization but may not have come to fruition yet um, because of you know lack of budget or you know lack of resources but the accreditation really allowed internal goals to kind of be fulfilled you know it was that vehicle to allow you know some goals that uh, within these organizations, they had been planning initiatives related to equity for, for years on end, but, you know, there really wasn't kind of traction. So the accreditation allowed and pushed for that traction across these organizations and, you know, looking at some of the plans who um, started with their Medicaid lines of business for this accreditation, now, you know, other lines of business within the same um, organization are are really coming to to them and saying, you know, we see your success and we want to to follow suit.
2: And is there a difference in the I know you said you had some that were providers and some that were payers. Is there a difference in sort of the measures or any of the process or outcomes you're looking for based on whether you are a provider or a payer?
1: The outcomes we assess for either a plan or a provider are going to be the same. So they are the same standards that are applied to any organization. There can be some exceptions, you know, depending on some standards that might apply, you know, for example, um, reporting of HEDIS measures, understanding that HEDIS measures are really only applicable, the reporting piece to health plans. So providers would be exempt from that requirement. But as part of you know, learning from surveys and the plans and different providers that come through, we hope to really uncover some key insights and how, um, you know, plans are addressing health equity, how providers are kind of taking a different approach. You know, um, data collection has been a huge topic and, you know, is a huge pain point in, in the industry for different stakeholders. So, we want to create case studies and really highlight examples so that plans can see themselves represented in those plans that have successfully achieved the accreditation and likewise for providers and, you know, utilizing those, um, these pilot organizations so they can share their success and how providers have come through a, an NCQA accreditation. So, you know, we hope to create case studies from um any type of uh, enterprise, you know, different business operation that comes through the accreditation.
2: And I know when I when I went through it at U.S. Preventive Medicine, obviously with our employee health improvement program, and I can't remember the specific accreditation, whether it was population health or employee health improvement, or, but I remember we had the initial level, and then we went back and got the one with outcomes and when you talk about outcomes within the current survey spectrum you have of the health equity accreditation and the and the health equity accreditation plus when you when you're looking at outcomes is it that they're doing something to improve the health of the population or is it that at the end of the day the, the, there was a measurable improvement in the in the difference in disparities between populations
1: so it's really twofold it's um you know there are certain requirements where we are looking at how, you know, an organization identifies a disparity, how they identify an opportunity um, to address that disparity. And then the third part of it, kind of implementing a quality improvement process framework, you know, how they are taking action to address that disparity. And then um, part of that, some standards take a deeper dive to look at, okay. You know, you have implemented this initiative. Um, Is it improving the health of your members? You know, what feedback are you engaging from your members to ensure that it's meeting their needs? So there's also that component of member engagement throughout that, you know, quality improvement process of, you know, we are evaluating um, how the organization is providing evidence, you know, that they are implementing an action, but also tracking improvement. Um, And whether they need to pivot because, you know, there are no improvements made within the year or within uh, two years, however many, you know, years the organization has allocated to tracking that initiative. But also, again, engaging the members throughout the process, um, engaging members and creating initiatives and establishing goals for addressing disparities um, and ensuring that their input is, is brought into that improvement cycle as well
2: and i know that we're i mean when we think about this and we look at you know there are some times where like let's say we way to apply for an rfp and they would ask are you ncqa accredited if you don't have an accreditation we're not gonna you know respond to you positively and hire your organization and there are some accreditations that are like that and then there are some i assume that are like this which maybe isn't directly related to being asked for although it might be asked for as a positive. Do you see or hear that health plans or others are saying, we're going we're to take this on, we're, we want to get ourselves accredited? Has it become something that that now they recognize we need to do it, so this is a way to prove that we've done it?
1: NCQA conducted a pilot to develop the Health Equity Accreditation Plus standards, and we worked collaboratively with nine organizations, seven health plans, and two health systems So, you know, looking at those health plans, um, just to list them all, um, Aetna, Better Health of Michigan, um, Geisinger Health Plan, HealthNet of California, Molina Healthcare of California, Simply Healthcare Plans, United Healthcare Community Plan of Michigan, and lastly, UPMC Health Plan. And the two health systems that we worked with, um, you know, it, it was really exciting to work with these Healthcare systems, as they are typically a newer customer uh, for this accreditation program, uh, we worked with Hennepin Healthcare located in Minnesota and lastly, Novant Health in the Carolinas. Some providers are starting with one of their hospitals and then planning to expand to all of the hospitals across their health system, so it's definitely um rising change across organizations. And
2: it always helps. I mean, if somebody's looking over your shoulder, you're gonna do things better, you're gonna do things differently, you're really gonna try to get it done. And uh, I think having those standards is is very helpful in this area. As you think about all the work that it took to get the first two sort of going, do you see a next round? Where are you working on with this now?
1: You know, NCQA is always iterating on ways to improve equity you know, whether through new programs, um, looking at our existing programs. So that's been a lens that we are looking at internally is, you know, what existing opportunities do we have to add equity and really embed equity into the offering? So for example, NCQA has a um, long-term services and supports accreditation program that has been established, you know, uh, for a couple of years now. And We are revamping the program, and health equity is one of the major components that we are adding to that accreditation. Understanding equity is a huge component of the long term services supports population, you know, thinking about those with disabilities, with with multiple complex um, care needs. And, um, you know, that's been a huge driver of us thinking about how do we expand equity into different populations that really need those services. We're also looking at NCQA's health plan accreditation, which is really kind of the staple accreditation product for NCQA and how do we embed um, equity across components of health plan accreditation, which evaluate population health management, um, utilization management, you know, assessing network adequacy. So we're also looking at developing, you know, potentially new programs for, other organizations that can support these health plans and health systems. So looking at potentially different vendors who support um, this health equity work because NCQA believes it's not one organization alone that can assess and, and really improve health equity, it's the collective impact. So we're thinking about new ways to create programs um, iterate on programs or, you know, different ways to assess equity for different stakeholders in the industry.
2: That's really, uh, it's fantastic. As I think about this whole issue of health equity. That's the bedrock of population health. If we want to improve the health of populations, we have to get the health equity issue solved. The The dramatic improvements in health we could see by just bringing everybody up to that level to the same level would just be fundamentally incredible so I want to thank you so much Amelia for joining us this week and discussing what NCQA is doing in this area fantastic work thank you
1: thank you so much Fred for having me
0: and back to you Greg And thank you, Fred. That is the last word on today's first broadcast of 2023. I want to thank Amelia Bedry, MHSA, content engineer and policy development manager at NCQA for her time and generous insights today. For more information or to follow Amelia's work at NCQA, go to www.ncqa.org forward slash health hyphen equity. And do follow them as well on Twitter via at ncqa and finally if you're enjoying our work at pop health week please like the show on the podcast platform of your choice share with your colleagues and do consider subscribing to keep up with new episodes as they are released we stream live on healthcare now radio weekdays at 5:30 a.m 1 30 p.m and 9 30 p.m eastern and for you left coasters 2:30 30 a.m 10 30 a.m and 6 30 p.m pacific for pop health week my co-host fred goldstein this is greg masters saying please stay safe everyone bye now